0: Life Expressions, I'm Chari Elon. Elon One of the things I'm passionate about in life is public speaking. I believe I thrive in trying to motivate people through sharing my stories and insights, especially through different audiences back home in the Philippines. That's why when I got my permanent residency in Canada, one of the first things that I did was to look for a Toastmasters club that's near me here in New Westminster. And lo and behold, I was happy to find Telecom Toastmasters and because because of the welcoming atmosphere and the camaraderie in the club, plus the opportunities to grow being provided by the club. In this episode, I have invited a seasoned and multi-awarded Toastmaster. He previously owned a web and graphic design business in Halifax, and is currently a web analyst at the City of Burnaby. My guest is Telecom Toastmaster of the Year, Distinguished Toastmaster, Rob Evans. Hi, Rob. Welcome to Life Expressions.
1: Hi, Sherry. So great to be here how are you? I'm doing really great. I'm really excited to be doing this with you, to to learn a little bit about you and to share my story of Toastmasters, which has been such a big part of my life for the last 20 years. Wow. 20 plus years.
0: 20 plus years. So tell me, Rob, how and why did you decide to be part of Toastmasters?
1: Well, I've never really had a problem speaking in front of a group of people. I actually, as a little kid, In kindergarten, the teacher said, we're planning the Christmas pageant. Who wants to do something? And I put my hand up and I said, I want to sing a song. I can't sing. But I went up on stage during the Christmas pageant. I sang that song about bringing a bumblebee home. Won't my mommy be so proud of me? And I did it in front of the entire school. And I had absolutely no problem. It never crossed my mind of what I was doing. The fact I couldn't sing or anything. Or it had nothing to do with Christmas. But I loved to do it. And I wanted to experience that all the time. Several years later, I started my own graphic design business and I joined a network, networking group called Business uh, BNI, Business Networking International. And I was chairing the meetings. I was the president of the, that one chapter. And during each meeting, we gave the members an opportunity to stand up for five minutes and talk about their business. So each meeting, we would have two members stand up and talk. This one meeting, we had somebody, they sold Melaluca, which is uh, like vitamins and stuff like that to make you feel better. And the other person, she talked about feng shui, about how if you put a plant over in that corner, you can make the chi move around the room and it would make you feel better. Part of my role, I would introduce each person and then I would stand up between them and, or at the end. And I would say, thank you very much. We really, really appreciated your talk. And kind of do a little bit of bridging. And this one time I said, it was really interesting. Our two talks today, they, they were different, but they fit together they both were talking about how to make people better. With Melaleuca, we're more of a scientific way. But with the feng shui, it was more airy-fairy. That's the word I came up with. I said airy-fairy to a business professional. I said her business was pretty much crazy. (laughs) And everybody laughed because I think everybody was thinking the same sort of stuff because she was talking about kind of weird ideas. But I realized after that that I needed something to Teach me how to think on my feet. I tend to speak really fast. I was really fast when I first started out in Toastmasters. So that was why I joined because I wanted to be able to do impromptu speaking. I wanted to be able to think on my feet and sound intelligent and be able to communicate my messages.
0: Yes. And, and then just
1: kind of start growing from there. Yeah.
0: Your first club was in Halifax.
1: That's right. It's called Schooner Toastmasters. Mm-hmm. And it was a great club. It was it was almost like Tilikum. It's very much like Tilikum. When I first moved to New Westminster yeah. 10 years ago, the first thing I did was find a club. So I wanted to feel like I was home again. Yeah. And I found Tilikum and I walked in the door and I felt like I was home.
0: Yeah.
1: I always and- tell people whenever they come to visit, any club, make sure you check out other clubs. Yeah. Make sure it's the right fit for you. But there was just something about Tilikum when I walked in those doors. I just felt like I was home. and. I've been there ever since.
0: Wow. How has your involvement in Telecom Toastmasters enhanced your abilities in speaking, especially in speaking and thinking on your feet?
1: It would be doing things like this within Toastmasters. We, of course, we have a thing called table topics where you're given a topic and you're asked to talk on it for one to two minutes and yeah. you just can't get up and ramble. You can, of course you can, but the goal is to not do that. To actually have a opening, a body, and a conclusion. Use hand gestures. Use vocal variety. Actually have a message that you want to get to. All that within two minutes. And all that within maybe the 10 seconds it takes you to walk up from your seat up to the front of the room as a table topic master has given you their topic. So you have to do all that kind of stuff. And, and it's that thinking on your feet. It's a muscle that you need to work on that that i i I thrive for that feeling i love it so much if i don't do a table topic at Telecom, i feel like i kind of missed out something i just love love doing those things so much and sometimes they work sometimes they i fall flat on my face but the fact that i'm doing it in front of friends and people that support me and that will give me advice on how to do it better it just makes it all worthwhile yes
0: and do you think this has positively impacted your life
1: for sure Sorry, my career?
0: Yes, your career and your life. This has positively impacted many other areas of your life.
1: Yeah, well, for sure it has impacted my life because I'm, I'm quite good at board games now, especially like doing charades. Because of the hand gestures. I'm really good at that. Or those kind of games where you have to kind of BS your way through some of the answers like Balderdash, they give you a really weird word and you have to convince everybody that your definition is the right definition. I can really do that quite well because of of Toastmasters and Table Topics. At work, I I don't really get a chance to do it that often because I'm usually a participant in a meeting. I'm not really leading a meeting. But those few times where I get a chance to actually stand up and talk about my projects and what I want to do and how I want to accomplish them. I know I can do it better because of the skills I've learned from Toastmasters Mm -hmm. and with table topics, because sometimes it's like, Rob, how are you going to do this project? And I can stand up and I can talk about it and articulate my ideas.
0: That's good. And so what motivated you to get involved and take on because now you are vice president of education, correct, for Telecom right. Toastmasters. So what motivated you to get involved deeply and take on leadership roles in the club?
1: Oh, it's it's funny, Sherry. I, I I never really got in Toastmasters for leadership. I got in for the communication. But back in Schooner days, we wanted to have a website. So I, I was doing web development and I said, well, I'll do a website for Schooner Toastmasters, and they made me the VP of Public Relations because it all kind of fit under that same umbrella. Going to the meetings, I got to see how the club ran from back end. It wasn't just we didn't show up on the Tuesday night and just start speaking. There was so much planning and effort that had to go in for the meetings as well as for the entire year. Mm-hmm. And I got to know stuff about how a club runs and there's the distinguished club plan. Which is a set of goals, 10 goals that every club strives to complete within a year. And their membership goals, their education goals, their admin goals, and their training goals. And as you get them, you get more and more points. You get maybe 10 out of 10. If you get 10 out of 10, you're doing amazing. The wow. goal usually is to get at least five. Yes. Maybe go for nine. Okay. Telecom, we got 10 out of 10 goals last year, which is great. Wow. And I know this year we're planning to get 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10 goals again. And I'm pretty sure we can do it. But to see those kind of things, it was exciting to, to be able to have those goals and to strive for a set of goals. When I eventually got a chance to be the president of Schooner, and then I get to be the president of Telecom, my idea was that everybody had a set of goals with all the all the executives had a set of goals within the DCP plan, the Distinguished Club plan. And we all had the common goalpost of completing those goals. So I let people decide how they want to accomplish those goals and move forward to it. Because I know there's so many different ways to get to point B. Yeah. You can go to point C and point D, over point Z, back to Y, back to A again. However you get there, just as long as you get to point B, that's what's important. Yeah. And as a leader, I wanted people to have that own their own empowerment to be able to get there however they want it, as long as they got there. Yeah. And I found that really exciting to be able to motivate people that way.
0: Yes. So for sure, there are many activities that you have been involved in. What are the activities that you enjoy most being part of Toastmasters for the past 20 years?
1: It's the the competition side of it. Every year we have a speech contest, an international speech contest it's called. It starts at the club level. It goes to area where you compete against all the clubs in your area. Then from there, you can at the division level so you're representing your area at the division from there you compete at district level which is for our district which is district 96 yeah. that's all of the mainland except for surrey mm-hmm. uh, all the way up to the yukon and so you're, you're competing against several hundred people really by the time you get to that point yeah. you're kind of the best of the best within the province and it's quite mm-hmm. exciting yeah. And, and I just love the experience of that. And just to be able to work on my message and, and the same speech over and over again and craft it and polish it and hone it down and to deliver it in front of people and do it as natural as possible is so exciting. And then also, I'm sorry. One more thing is to see how the other competitors are presenting their messages. That is how I became the speaker that I have. I am because of seeing these people that I've competed against over the years, it's, it's spectacular and it's given me so much energy and passion about competing
0: yes and you hone your craft by doing and learning and listening to other good speakers like you sure
1: yeah Yeah. and And it's it's unique with the competing part because at, at toastmasters we tend to do one speech and then we're done with it but at the competing level you are I work on that speech, the last speech I did for this last season, I was working on that for like six months. I started on a on a transatlantic cruise. So we went from Portugal to New York City back in December and to work on it and constantly work on it. And then in April, when I did the very last contest where I got unfortunately eliminated at the division level, it's sad, but it's exciting because I, I worked on that speech. I did it over and over again in front of so many different people. It was just what exciting to see it change. About? It was, the the main message was about celebrating small victories. Mm -hmm. And that was my main message. And I had to wrap it around a story in order to give that message. And the story was about me joining a a CrossFit gym just here in New Westminster. Mm -hmm. And I was 48 years old. I've never really worked out in my life. I've always been a computer guy. And the very first day, it was... I threw up. It was so intense. (laughs) And it was a very simple thing to do. We had just had to do a very benchmark workout and I ended up getting sick. And the coach said to me, you did it. That's all important is that you came here, you worked out tomorrow. You're going to feel like you've been hit by a bus, but keep on coming back because you're going to start to see those small improvements. And it's those small improvements that are going to keep you motivated over the entire time. And it really stuck with me because it's true because I still go, that was like six years ago now. I wake up every morning at 5 a.m. and I crawl out of bed and I get to the gym. And sometimes just the fact that I got up out of bed is a small victory and that will keep me motivated and keep on going through it. So that was the crutch of my speech is that we have all these small little things. If you look at a large goal, it can be intimidating, but if you break it down in steps to get there, it's more manageable. It's not as intimidating.
0: Yeah, oh, that is a powerful story and a story that anyone could relate, especially when we are also struggling to make sure that we exercise every day and get fit. And yeah. that's, yeah, celebrating small victories. How about your leadership style, Rob? Has it also evolved and has it become better?
1: Yeah, I think it has evolved. Like At first, it was just easier to do stuff. If I wanted something done, I'll just go and do it myself because I know I can do it the way I want it done. And then as the years went by and different projects I worked on, I realized it's not going to work that way because I'm just going to get burnt out. And I don't want to get burnt out. I love Toastmasters. I love the community that I have in Toastmasters. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I love the life I have. I don't want to be burnt out. So I need to learn how to delegate. And that's where I kind of came up with the idea that I don't need to micromanage people. I need to just tell them what we need to get done and how how it could look when it's done give them that vision and get them on board with that vision and just kind of let them free so they can go and accomplish that goal. It's a lot easier. And if I could just like, kind of let myself go and just be free and just realize that they have the power and the intelligence and the desire to get to that same spot that I want to get to. yeah, That is, I've realized that is the key for my leadership style.
0: Yeah, that's great. And then I have noticed that you continue to improve yourself. You are still on the pathway. You have been named the Telecom Toastmaster of the year because you are actively participating and making sure that you, have, you are advancing your levels. How do you keep yourself motivated in doing that?
1: I like to learn, I think is the biggest thing. I like to challenge myself. Also, Telecom Toastmasters, it's such a great club. It is so little effort to go to that meeting i get so charged up when i walk in that door and i leave it's almost like i'm skipping as i'm walking back to my car it's, it's unfortunate that it's at, it ends around 9 30 at night and then i want to get up for the next morning to go to the gym because i'm usually so wired it's hard for me to sleep during the night so it, it's just it's 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 just being excited about it that makes me want to learn more
0: Yeah.
1: and I love when, when you have new members like yourself who have so much energy and so much desire and passion. And I could see that. I could see almost like a like a lump of clay. No offense to to you, but it's like a lump of clay that I can mold and I can. We we, we can work together and we can get your message out there and and make you 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 know you could be like a, a competitor. I don't want you to be a competitor because I love competing so much, but you could. I'm, the the things I've heard you say, Sherry, at, at the club. I know that you can compete in the contest and you can go quite far. Oh, and then. that makes me excited to, to know that. It scares me, but it makes me excited.
0: And I would like love you to mold me <laughs> and many other members and officers of Telecom Toastmasters. How do you see yourself as you continue to become more active and uh, not just as a member, but also as a leader of Telecom Toastmasters? How do you see yourself in five, 10 years from now?
1: Wow. Those are always hard questions for me sherry I, I, gotta, I gotta admit but i'll do my best i i see myself continuing to to grow i could see myself continuing to compete eventually making it past the district level going so i can start competing in the world stage that would just excite me to be standing on that world stage wherever that happens to be this year it's in the bahamas yeah. but just be standing on a stage in front of thousands of people and giving me my story and my message it just Gives me goosebumps to think about that. Wow, yeah, that's what I would like to see. My also communication stuff. I, I I really appreciate the fact that that you invited me to do this because it's something I've wanted to do was a podcast that find some interesting hook that I can do. So I really appreciate this. I'd like to do that in the next little while. When it comes to leadership, I, I get asked a lot by the upper echelons of District 96 or even the other district over in Surrey, District 21. To take part in the higher levels of leadership, the dis- division directors or the district director, which is in charge of the entire district, and that does interest me a little bit. But unfortunately, it would mean that I wasn't allowed to compete. And if I once I get into that, I will start moving up. I, there's like three levels of of that, like three roles. Uh, there's the program quality director, the club growth director, the program quality director and then the d- division director and usually you start at the at the club growth director and you move up and yeah. so that could be like four years before I ever compete again yeah and that yeah. would make me very sad oh but I would have still have the experience to meet yes. people yes. and yeah I can see the benefits but also but I can't compete <laughs> yeah
0: competing is what gives you the shall I say the gumption and the the drive mm-hmm. the energy right yeah so because it's, it's more exciting to learn from others and compete with the best of the best. But I yeah. haven't uh, asked you about, because uh, in Telecom Toastmasters or all the rest of uh, Toastmasters clubs, is that we also give constructive feedback. That's mm-hmm. why we thrive and we continue to improve. So we're not just speaking, but we're also listening and making sure that we give constructive feedback. Could you elaborate on that, Rob?
1: For sure. I, that is... I always say that's a part that really sets Toastmasters apart from other public speaking programs that are out there is the constructive feedback because we really focus on that. Not only that, but our evaluators, they get evaluated on by the general evaluator. And there's even one project where you do an evaluation and then someone will give you a two to three minute evaluation on your evaluation. So there's always the opportunity to grow and be better at your evaluations. There's even a contest where you do evaluations. So there's that aspect of, of evaluations. Yeah, It's so important and how to be able to frame your thoughts within three minutes and be inspiring and to, to get people to focus on what it is that they can improve on for next time and what they did well. And to, to say it all in a very inspiring, helpful way, it is very challenging. And some people do it quite well. And sometimes I do it pretty good. Other times, maybe not so much. But it's it, it's it's really it's really challenging and really good to to be able to do that kind of kind of thing. There's some things I've come up with that I realize that that work better for evaluations, yeah. or I have some rules that I always follow, and one of them is I never mention something unless I can give you an example of why I'm mentioning it.
0: Yeah. Like
1: if someone, if I say you didn't really use hand gestures, I'm not going to leave it at that. I'm going to say you didn't use hand gestures. You, or I would say. There would have been some opportunities to really add enhance your speech with some hand gestures because that would help to emphasize some points like pointing to the sky or pointing to the river or whatever something like that i would I would make sure give solid examples of of what it was i was talking about and then to say why it was if i can't say that then i'm not going to talk about it yeah. i don't want to do evaluations based on what they said in front of me mm-hmm. give I've heard some people say, well, I, I really wish you could have like grabbed your glasses at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, That's not going to help him in farther speeches. Instead, find something that can be used generally for more speeches. Yeah. Um, I hear also some people, they they will retell an entire speech or they'll retell an entire table topic. We just heard the table topic. We don't need the reader's digest of it. We want to hear how they can make it better. Yeah. People also get nervous, especially a newer member evaluating a member who's been around for a while. It can be really intimidating for the newer member. But for the older member, the newer member has a fresh set of eyes and they can see things that we might have been overlooking and not realizing. So I love it when a newer member evaluates me because they usually pick up things that I don't really realize that I'm doing. I do tend to use my hands a lot. I had one member mention that it's kind of distracting with all the the flippies of my hand going on and recommended that I just use my hands when it's appropriate, not all the time which is quite challenging for me to do, especially when I get passionate about something. I want to use my hands a lot.
0: Yeah. I'm focusing,
1: keep them on my side right now.
0: (laughs) What I love about uh, Telecom Toastmasters is that we have an environment that everyone wants to contribute to the success Mm -hmm. of each member. And that whenever we give our feedback or evaluation we make sure that we see the good in that speech and how they can further improve it so it's like a community where we want everyone to succeed and become better we have a common goal
1: yeah yeah it's it can be challenging to to define something sometimes because sometimes we'll do we'll have a speech and then as soon as a speaker is finished we have a minute where everybody has a chance to write out a couple words they want to send and gives the evaluator another minute to kind of finish up their thoughts. And then the evaluators right up there at the front of the room to give the evaluation. I mm-hmm. find that really hard. And when I plan out the agendas as, as I'm the chair, I'll like to have the speeches and then a break and then the evaluations. It gives the evaluators a chance to really write out good constructive feedback.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that's, it, it's, it's being used a little bit more in our club when we do the competitions, for example, we actually we'll hear a, a test speaker, then everybody gets to go away for five minutes and write out their notes. Mm-hmm. And then they do they they go and present their evaluation. So if in contest, if they get five minutes, we should at least get five minutes at the club. And we put so much effort on evaluations and constructive feedback that to be able to give those people an extra five minutes or extra few more minutes just to write out some more notes, the evaluations become stronger and they become better and more focused on things that can be done well and things that were done well.
0: Yes, yeah. Rob, this has been great. This has been an insightful conversation. And I bet more people would be inspired to become better at public speaking and improve their communication and leadership skills. What would you like to say to our audience uh, who would want to improve their communication skills?
1: Come visit us at Telecom Toastmasters you'll be welcomed. As soon as you walk in the door, you will be welcomed. You'll be sat with somebody who's experienced within Toastmasters. You'll never be forced to speak unless you want to. You get a chance to stand up and introduce yourself if you like. At the end, you get a chance to say what you thought of the meeting, but you'll never be forced to do a speech or do something outside of your comfort zone. You're among friends when you walk in that door. We want our members to succeed and we want them to, to become better at presenting, evaluating, being a leader and being a better communicator. And it's so evident when you walk in the door at Tilikum Toastmasters, it's it's a magical place. I, I, I've i walked in that place in a bad, foul mood, but I've left skipping because I'm so happy about the community that I have there and the friends that I've met over the years. It just, it's such a great place. And the best way to experience it is by coming to visit us. We meet every, every Monday at 7.30, here in New Westminster, at the um, at uh, I can't remember the address at the moment, but is the Unity Action Church in New Westminster. You can also visit our website too, Toastmasters.ca.
0: Wonderful! Thank you so much, Rob. This has been great, and thank you so much for joining us today. Again, my guest is Rob Evans, and I'm Shari Hiner Elon. Please listen and follow life Expressions. Till next time.